Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You can wrap this one, my friend, in maroon and white. Ten seconds, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bingo! You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. For most of you. For some of you. Appreciate those of you along with the ride here on a Wednesday evening. Rhino is always along for the ride down there in Studio X. In fact, he's driving the car. Now that we now that we think about it, he's driving the car, and I'm just sort of sitting here in the passenger seat uh, providing commentary on everything that we see along the way. Rhino would never take a road trip with me, I don't think. He would just be like, could you just, for like two seconds, just not talk? I'm, I, I can't. I'm, I'm a talker. That's how I got the job, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, good show lined up for you guys tonight. We're about, uh, what, two hours from uh, tip-off? Uh, at the Humphrey Coliseum, Mississippi State versus Georgia. We'll talk about that in just a moment. want to let you guys know, though, in 13 minutes, for the first time to my knowledge since he took the job, uh, Coach Coleman Hutzler, Mississippi State defensive coordinator, will, uh, will be on the air with us, and we'll talk about his time uh, here at Mississippi State, what he's, what he's going to bring to the table as far as his defense, what are his plans uh, for that unit. So very excited to talk to him. But we will start with basketball. Huge game uh, for the Bulldogs. Massive game for the Bulldogs. Uh, I'm almost positive the Bulldogs are going to win too, because they're playing Georgia, and I, I can sort of I can do that. Um, but for the Mississippi State Bulldogs, and just so you know, and I, I'll have to tweet this later. Whenever I say Bulldogs and State's playing Georgia, I am talking about Mississippi State. If I'm talking about Georgia, I will say Georgia. So there's no confusion. Um, you know, two games lost, two games in a row. Uh, in that four-game stretch they were, that we talked about a lot, uh, you know, at Florida, Auburn at home, at Ole Miss, at Alabama, they were one and three. I think you would have liked to have been two and two in that situation. You know, that, that's a, that was realistic. And State had a chance to be that. They had a chance in Oxford uh, last weekend or last week, but but didn't get the job done. Um, and so now you have a three-game stretch coming up where you have to be three and zero. You've put yourself into that position. Uh, you, you you have to be three and zero. Uh, you need to win this game against Georgia, and then your next two games are against two of the worst teams in the conference. You're at Missouri, who hasn't won a conference game yet this year. They've lost to Vanderbilt. And then Arkansas at home, and Arkansas, of course, is the surprising team that nobody thought was going to be in this position, but they are. So Mississippi State has to win these games to keep up uh, to keep up their uh, their ability to to be in the NCAA tournament. So big game. Uh, and and the Bulldogs are shorthanded. You know, uh, DJ Jeffries out with a with the injured uh, the injury he suffered t- uh, Saturday night in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Trey Fort haven't gotten an official word yet. You know, they've been saying day to day he's missed the last two games with a hand injury. Keyshawn Murphy, you know, missed some time uh, away from the team. So we, we would call if he's out tonight. It's disciplinary issues. Uh, so he may not play. So stakes are going to be shorthanded. I would expect Sean Jones to slide into the starting lineup. 
uh, at the three. So State would probably go Shaq Moore, Josh Hubbard, Sean Jones, Cam Matthews, uh, and then Tolu Smith. They could, if, if Murphy's available, they can go with Murphy at the four and Cam at the three. Um, Cam doesn't give you the same spacing that Jeffries does. Jeffries, not a great three-point shooter, but a threat to shoot the three-point, whereas with with Cam, uh, you know you know what you're getting with him offensively. State you know, is shorthanded enough. They may have to, to run some lineups out there with Tolu Smith and Jimmy Bell out there at the same time just because they just, they just don't have the manpower uh, right now. And... Uh, you know that's just that's just a a situation where I, I don't see Jaquan Scott suddenly becoming a, a big part of this lineup and and getting ma- major minutes. So that's where they are. The good news is that Vegas and ESPN and Ken Palm and every other analytic thinks State's going to win this game and win it relatively easily. State's an eight and a half point favorite on the lines that I saw. Um, Georgia's a good team. They're they're certainly capable of coming into Starkville and and getting a victory, but. Mississippi State is a better basketball team than them. So if State loses, I, I, it'll be some similar to what happened last weekend at Ole Miss. And I'm not saying, I mean, I guess I am saying I think State's a better basketball team. Yes, I know State lost to Ole Miss, but the turnovers are what killed Mississippi State. So that that's what's going to be the, 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 the thing to watch tonight. State has been a team all season long that just turns the ball over with far too much ease. Um and when they do, they don't do a great job of stopping the other team from taking advantage of it. It, it feels like basically for every turnover they give up or they, they give out, uh, they're giving up a point to go with it. Uh, Ole Miss last weekend, I think, uh, or last week had, what, 16 points off of turnovers in that game? Man, Scandy lost by four points. I mean, that's the difference in the game. That and your free throw shooting. So it's just a bad free throw shooting team. I mean, at this point, it's February the 7th. They're what? This is their 22nd game of the year. I'm just willing to tell you they're just a bad free throw shooting team. They were improved in the beginning part of the year, but that has gone away for whatever reason. And I, if I knew the answer to why it was, well, I would just go tell Coach Chance for a, for a small fee. Obviously, I would I would not just give that information away. Uh, if I just knew the secret to being a great free throw shooter, I would become a guru of, of such a thing. So, and Georgia's got a lot going on uh, as far as. Uh, They've got a lot going on as far as their tournament hopes. They're very, very much down the ladder of the bubble. But this is a quad one win opportunity for Georgia. If they come into Starkville and get this win, that's going to be a very good win for their resume. So, you know, no easier way to turn things around on your tournament hopes than to go on the road and get a win. So State's going to be facing a team that, you know, is is, is out for, for a victory tonight. They're not like, you know, next week when you play Arkansas – that's a team that kind of knows the story of their season has, has basically been written at this point. State's got to have somebody on offense other than, than Tolu and Josh Hubbard. Saturday in Tuscaloosa, they didn't have anybody. They had Tolu Smith, but almost all his points were in garbage time. In Oxford last week, they, they got a good offensive performance. They had 82 points. They had four players in double figures, and that's with Tolu only having nine. Um, you know, you had back-to-back double-digit games for Cam Matthews. You had back-to-back double-digit games for Shaq Moore. And then Deshaun Davis came out of nowhere last Tuesday to give you uh, 15 points. State's going to need that again. You know, Hubbard had a bad game on Saturday. I don't I don't suspect he would have two bad games in a row. Being back at home will certainly help them. So a lot working in Mississippi State's favor tonight. But, you know, that's why they, they're going to play these games. So... 
Good night for uh, for basketball in the SEC. Huge game over in Auburn. Auburn uh, hosting Alabama. Alabama got the win over them a couple weeks ago uh, in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Tennessee hosting LSU. This LSU team, eh, not great. Now, granted, I mean, Matt McMahon, they had to rebuild that program from the, from the start. Everybody left. Literally everybody left. He, he had to start basically from scratch there, but hasn't really gotten it going yet. Texas A&M at Missouri, for A&M, they can't lose. I mean, that's a must-win game when you go to Missouri. Missouri is just a team right now that if you lose to them, it it does a real amount of damage, a tangible amount of damage to your tournament hopes. Simple as that. Um, And State, you know, as I've mentioned before, that quad four loss still hangs on in the balance for them, still hangs on the side uh, of of their resume like, you know, it's just an anchor. State, I think, last time I checked was 44th in the net. I haven't looked today. Let's I can give it a look right now. But I mean, they would easily be five or six spots higher. State currently forty fourth. They haven't moved. They would be five or six spots higher with, with a without that five, that that loss in quad four. Again, of the top forty four now, and so that's where state is. State and Florida Atlantic are the only two teams that have uh, any quad uh, quad four losses. They both have one. But Florida Atlantic's eighteen and four on the year, and they're six and two. Uh, in quad one, quad two, state in quad one, quad two is uh, six and seven. So they have they just have more losses. No, you could never have predicted before the season started that state was going to play nine quad eight quad one games in their first nine SEC games. The schedule definitely takes it slopes gently downhill as much as you can. But when you look at these next few weeks, you got the games I just mentioned: Georgia, at Missouri, Arkansas. You bring in Ole Miss. You got to think at home. You you I mean you only lost by four on the road. You feel like you can get the win at home, and then you go to LSU on the twenty fourth, and that's a game you feel like you can maybe get a road win. State needs road wins on its on its resume too right now. They don't have any. They're zero uh, and six on the road this year. Interestingly enough, they're six and zero on neutral sites. So away from the hump, they're six and six. They're eight and two at home, but they they have to put a couple of road wins on the resume at some point. State's analytics are great. Analytics are good enough to get them in. It's about winning games at this point. You know, you're you're, uh, you're 14 and eight on the year. You, you, you need to be 17 and eight when we get to next Saturday. If they can do that. They should be just fine. If they can't, well, then we're going to have some issues. All right. When we come back, Mississippi State defensive coordinator Coleman Hutzler joins us. We have not talked to Coach Hutzler uh, since he joined the staff. Uh, back in December, so I'm interested to get his thoughts on his defense, his players, how it's the acclimation to Starkville's going. We'll get all that when we come back. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. We are back here on Thunder and Lightning, brought to you by the Vicksburg Convention and Visitors Bureau. That's my hometown. You can't all be from Vicksburg, but you can go to Vicksburg. Go to visitvicksburg.com to find out more information. 
Very excited to talk to this man because he's been a hard man to find. We haven't talked to him yet. I'm glad we got him on. Coleman Hutzler, Mississippi State's new defensive coordinator and coach. First off, welcome to Starkville. Welcome to Mississippi. I would be remiss, though, not to ask you to reminisce on your days at Alabama with the announcement a couple weeks ago of Coach Saban retiring. What were just what were your thoughts when you heard the news that he was going to be walking away from the game? You know, really surprised. Um, obviously, um, you know, um, had a great time in, in my two years working for Coach, and and um, you know, to be able to learn every day and and just you know. Um, soak in as as much as I could. Um, you know, thought thought he was going to do it to a hundred, but uh, you know, obviously the time was was right for him and Miss Terry, and you know, excited for him to to, to kind of go to that next chapter. And um, you know, I'm sure spend a lot of time on the on the golf course and a lot of time being a being a granddad. Well, then the next chapter for you is here at Mississippi State. You know, you 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 took this job. First uh, time to be an SEC defensive coordinator, you were a co-defensive coordinator at Texas, not 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 in the SEC at that time. I, we'll, we'll call them that at, at later on, I guess. What made this the right choice for you? When you talked to Coach Levy, what about Mississippi State interested you, intrigued you, and, and what brought you to Starkville? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a couple things. Um, I think, you know, obviously – um, the people are a big part of, you know, um, any opportunity that you evaluate and, and, and make a decision on and the opportunity to, to, to work with, with, uh, Jeff again and, and, you know, to, to, to be a part of his staff. Um, you know, we had a, a great relationship, you know, um, at, at that other place. And, and so, you know, was very excited for that opportunity to, to reconnect with him. Um, and, and then, you know, you look at, at Mississippi State and, and the tradition on defense and, and you know, the pride that, that um, there's been for, for a lot of years um, playing defense at, at State. And so, you know, the, the opportunity to, to lead that unit um, was, was very exciting. So um, can't, you know, can't, can't, be, can't be grateful enough and, and can't express that enough of, of how excited I am to, uh, to be a part of it. I've talked to a lot of defensive coordinators through the years. We, we've we've gone through them here at Mississippi State for some reason, and I, I'm going to make you work here a little bit because I want you to describe your defensive philosophy, but you can't use the word multiple. <laughs> I love it. How about aggressive? Is it, does, All right, is that you, word you, okay? I'll allow aggressive. Yeah, yeah, that will allow that one. Allowed, right. Just just hit a buzzer or something on on if I say a word that, that that's not allowed. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, the, the three words in kind of one of our first, you know, meetings and, and, and being with the guys, um, that, that, that we've, you know, talked a lot about and we'll continue to talk about our, our, our effort, technique and execution. Um, you know, we, we can, we, we can draw up a, a lot of different defenses and, and I won't say the M word, but, you know, you, you, there, there's a lot of things you can do, right? But if you don't do them with great effort, you don't do them with great technique and you don't go out there and execute, um, you know, you're, 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 you're not going to play very good defense. So, um, you know, obviously excited to, to bring what I've learned along the way. And, and I've been so blessed to have, you know, worked for and been a part of um, some great defenses and some great staffs and uh, to work under some great minds, you know, like, like coach Saban. And, and so, you know, really looking forward to, 
to putting you know my spin on it and our our our, our spin on it as a defensive staff. Got a great staff um, that that we've you know assembled, and and so you know really really look forward to to, to spring ball getting going. What when you when you go out to recruit as a first time coordinator and you don't have the tape, you don't have the the, the track record as a coordinator. You know, what, how do you sell yourself to recruits in in those situations? Sure, I think you know, obviously been blessed to have coached some some great players um, and to have developed some great players um, over a number of years in this conference, um, and so that's kind of a, a starting point. Um, and then also just you know, um, talk about. You know, one, I've, I've, I've been a coordinator in this league. Just, it's been on special teams, but I've, I've, you know, um, ran a, ran a, a, a unit in a room and, and, and really coordinated. And, you know, other than the head coach, you know, a special teams coordinator has, you know, the most interaction and, and, and time, um, in front of the entire team. So, um, you know, those experiences along with obviously, like I mentioned before, just, you know, the, 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 how fortunate I've been at the stops I've been and, um, you know, been been um, a part of a lot of uh, a lot of great defense, and so you know, it's it's those experiences that that I'm going to lean on to you know um, to put out a, a great defense, you know, a state. I think about a couple of your predecessors. You know, when Coach Leach was here and Coach Arnett, and they kind of had you know a dividing line. Coach Leach didn't mess with Coach Arnett, and the other way around. <laughs> Coach Levy is an offensive guy. You're a defensive guy. Has he given you the uh, the full freedom there? He's like, I'm not I'm not going to bother you at all. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think we're you know we're a staff and we're one you know team and 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 there's there's total alignment um, with you know Coach Levy and, and myself and and our entire staff. And so um, you know he he's not a micromanager in any way. Um, you know, and and so you know that's obviously um, great. And, and I've I've got his full confidence and. Um, you know, so that, that gives you the, that gives you the confidence, right? Um, as the, the, the play caller and gives you the, the confidence as a, as a defensive staff that we can go out and, and coach and develop our guys. When I look at your, 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 you know, what I would call a two deep, I'm just trying to make it off of what I know what the roster is right now. Sure. It's young. Sure. I mean, there, there's no getting around that. It, it's a young, inexperienced group. There's some talented guys, you know, from their recruiting profile, but they don't have that SEC experience. What do you think of, of the talent you have on hand already here in Starkville? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very excited, and obviously, you know, we're we're as we get into to spring practice and we put the pads on and we, and we you know, um, play some football, um, that the evaluation and, you know, understanding of, of who our guys are and who we can count on and, and, you know, who our playmakers are, um, that'll become more clear, but, um, watching guys work out, watching the, the, the attitude and effort, um, that, that guys have, have, have put forth, you know, so far, um, very excited. You know, no doubt you lose, you know, a guy like Buki, a guy like Jet in the linebacker room. That's that's two big time playmakers, right? But um, you know, we've got some young talent and, and some older guys that have been, um, you know, there, but but haven't gotten the full chance to 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 run it and do it themselves. And so, um, looking forward for for those guys to step up. It's hard to believe that today is National Signing Day, and we haven't talked about it. We didn't talk much about it on Sports Talk Mississippi. I haven't brought it up yet on, on this show. You added somebody to your to your class today. Sort of talk about the the recruitment of Josiah Knight and and how he came to come to Starkville. 
Yeah, I mean he he's a you know a, a young man out of Panhandle that's that's kind of a hybrid guy. Um, you know we're we're looking for and 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 we were looking to add you know um, just a, a a guy that has some pass rush ability and and be able to you know um, really affect the the quarterback and affect the game, but also you know the tools to to play some linebacker and play in space, and so you know. Um, Excited about Josiah. I mean, he, he's the, the the you know the recruiting landscape. Like you said, this is the second signing day, and you haven't even talked about it today. And it's you know six thirty p.m. So um, yeah. you know it, it's it's an interesting time with the two signing days. But um, when you, whenever you can add a a, a really talented you know um, hardworking great kid um, like Josiah, we're we're very excited to get him here. Obviously, you know, college football these days, the transfer portal is probably the dominant dominant issue. You brought in a, a number of guys to compete in the spring. Is your plan to sort of evaluate your team throughout the spring and then come back and say, we need to be active here in this second portal window or possibly stand pat just depending on what you see in the spring? Yeah, that's, that's you know, obviously the way that the calendar falls and, and, you know, when that second window opens up after spring, you have a much – better idea right of 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 where you're at and what your needs are and and if you have any deficiencies that you that you got to go you know see if you can you can add some pieces so um you know it's 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 an interesting you know layout but um we're we're definitely gonna gonna maximize it if, if we need to well, Coach, I just want to let you know I appreciate you coming on with us. Great to finally get to talk to you, and looking forward to meeting you in person and your staff, uh, hopefully in the coming weeks. If you could just tell Brandon Langlois to make that happen for us, we'll, 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 we'll all get together. I'll even cook if that's what we, if it's got to take. we gotta, we got to get everybody together and sit down and talk some football. Hey, I'll eat. So if you if you'll cook, I'll eat. So don't don't don't. I won't hesitate. But look forward to it. I uh, really appreciate you having me on. Sounds good. Coach Coleman Hutzler, Mississippi State defensive coordinator. He's got a, a job in front of him here in Starville. He's got to replace some some good guys, but he's got some good young talent uh, as well. So I'm very excited to see what he puts forth in his first unit uh, here in Starville. We'll talk about signing day when we come back. Two new additions to Mississippi State's class of 2024. This is Thunder and Lightning Live here on Super Talk Mississippi. We're brought to you by Visit Vicksburg. On Super Talk Mississippi. If they call a celebration penalty on this, I'll shoot them. I don't have the right hair for this one. Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. That's Ryan down there in Studio X. We are brought to you by our friends at the Vicksburg Convention and Visitors Bureau. Visit Vicksburg. Visit Vicksburg.com is the website. And uh, this coming weekend at the Sports Force Park on the Mississippi, which is an awesome facility in Vicksburg. If you're a, a softball team or a baseball team looking for tournaments, you need to check that out. But this football is on the, uh, the docket for this weekend. The Showdown in the SIP 7v7 football tournament, February 10th and 11th at Sports Force Park on the Mississippi. 
If you want to find out more information about this and all the other great stuff happening in my hometown, go to visit Vicksburg.com. Rhino, been to Vicksburg? I have. Very good. Very good. I, I, I recommend it. It's a fine town. Uh, I hate to put you on the spot, but can you get that crooning song loaded up for us and just just play it when you're ready? Because today is National Signing Day, and uh, we got to talk about it. I'm sorry, I'm just dealing with this person here on, on the Twitter, on the text line. He, just, he hates me. He hates me, yet he has spent the entire evening texting me. So I don't know how that works. So two additions uh, to the class. We just talked about one of them, Josiah Knight, an, an outside linebacker, four-star outside linebacker from 1-3 Sports uh, from Tallahassee, uh, Florida, Gadsden County High School. Uh, he has high school teammates with Mississippi State 2025 commitment, Jeremiah McLeod. Um, edge rusher, he was committed and signed with Illinois, uh, but for some reason, uh, 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 some sort of disconnect there, let out of his national letter of intent uh, and reentered the uh, eligible players' pool. Uh, visited Mississippi State last weekend, and State gets him on the sign on the dotted line. So add him to the class for the Bulldogs. The other addition is not really an addition. San Francisco McGee, uh, the wide receiver out of Macomb High School, has been committed to Mississippi State since mid-December. Uh, today at Macomb High School was the signing day ceremony for all athletes. So San Francisco wanted to make his signature official uh, with his high school teammates. So I think that's a really cool gesture, and he, he did, did that today. So add him to the class, although he was already in there. So State's class, looking at on three right now, is somewhere uh, – between going to end up between somewhere like 24, 25, something like that. So I think for Jeff Levy and crew to put together a top 25 class, um, considering what the class was, I mean, I don't know if you can have negative recruiting momentum. I don't know if you can be, you know, losing momentum on the recruiting trail or, or how that would work, but they, that's what they had when they arrived. Uh, you know, you, you had Stonka Burnside sitting on the outside. And I'll, I'll just go ahead and say, if you didn't know already, before Jeff Levy got here, Stonka Burnside was going to go to Ole Miss. That was going to happen. State was going to lose another four-star wide receiver to to their their rivals in, in Oxford. Jeff Levy turned that around and got him in the class. They pulls in Michael Van Buren, the quarterback from Baltimore. Uh, pulls in Mario Craver, four-star receiver from Alabama. Uh, pulls in four-star junior college safety Brylan Lanier from East Mississippi. Um, I think, you know, and again, not talking about the transfer portal, let's talk about from the high school JUCO perspective. I think Levy did a really fine job putting this class together, considering where it was when he got here and how little time he had to put everything together and while he was also trying to hire a staff and everything else. Um, I think, obviously, Chad Bumpus and David Turner were keys to that, keeping a couple of guys that people knew uh, on the staff, uh, keeping Greg Knox around, uh, keeping Jason Washington around, I think were, were, were smart moves. By Levy, and then the offensive guys that he brought in, especially uh, Cody Kennedy, uh, uh, Matt Holacek, John Cooper. Those guys, they seem to have, and I, and I think Hutzler does too. And it's start; it's going to show a lot better in the twenty twenty five class. Um, I think they they have a passion for recruiting. We we haven't really seen much here. Joe Moorhead was a big recruiter. I wouldn't necessarily say that his staff was, but Moorhead liked the recruiting process. 
Leach, as you you could probably, if you didn't know, you could certainly guess, wasn't huge on the recruiting process. Uh, Mullen, famously, not a big guy out there on the, in the, in the streets for recruiting. This is a staff I think that enjoys the recruiting process, and they've done a, a they've you know they've brought most of the top juniors, rising seniors in the state to this campus the past few weeks. Uh, they've had a lot of, of of top guys from around the uh, the southeast on campus uh, as they enter the dead period this weekend. So I expect there to be a flow of recruits uh, to Starkville. But this class, for 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 my from my you know, and I would say that it's an unskilled uh, uh, vantage point. You know, I don't I I'm not an evaluator of talent by uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But when you look at you know what were state what state needed in this class. They got it. You know, they needed a quarterback. They went out and got one. The Michael Van Buren uh, commitment to me speaks very highly of how much that kid wanted to play for Jeff Levy to decommit from Oregon and immediately commit to Mississippi State. You know, you look at from the, the receiver position: J.J. Harold, Stonka Burnside, Mario Craver, and then adding San Francisco McGee today. I mean, that's that's four solid, solid wide receivers. Uh, you added a four-star offensive lineman in Jimothy Lewis who can be you know, an anchor you can build around for years to come. You added Johnny Daniels, the junior college running back, the top junior college running back in the country. Uh, so he in a position where you know state needs immediate help. And then you know you went heavy in the JUCO ranks for some defensive guys. Uh, I, I already mentioned uh, Brylan Lanier, who they just brought in uh, back in December. But you know other guys from ENCC, Marcus Ross and Ashun Shepard. And uh, Tyler Woodard, those are all guys who are going to have an opportunity to compete for for jobs in the spring. Brandon Jennings, the linebacker out of Hines Community College, uh, who's been a, at a Power Five school before, uh, he will have those guys are all going to have opportunities to come in this spring. Ross and Jennings, I mean, Hutzler, Coach Hutzler sort of uh, hit on it. You know, losing Buki Watson and losing Jet Johnson, those are big shoes to fill, and so you know th- those competitions are going to be wide open uh, for Mississippi State. I think an underrated, a couple of underrated guys in this class, Terrence Hibbler, who, you know, depending on who you ask, was one of the top two or three defensive linemen in the state uh, this year from Holmes County. State's very high on him. And then a guy who saw sort of a postseason uh, surge in his recruiting ranking, Xavier Gayton out of Brookhaven, uh, jumped all the way up to a consensus four-star on on three and as a four-star on on three as well, uh, and cracked their top uh, uh, 300, the, the number 249 player, regardless of position, the number eight athlete uh, in the country, according to them. I think he also is going to get a look at running back to start off. I think when, under Arnett, when he uh, when he committed to, to Mississippi State, I think that they, the plan was to push him at, at safety and try to try to put him on the defensive side of the ball. But I think that now you might see him get his first crack at running back. Uh, and, and, you know, that running back position is an interesting one for State because, you know, with Levy, I think, and it's sort of the same thing that Ole Miss has, that there's this I, this conception that, okay, this is a wide-open passing offense. And, yeah, they do throw the deep ball. They do, they are going to throw the ball in this offense. But Levy at Ole Miss led the league in rushing when he was the offensive coordinator both seasons there. And has, that, that offense has continued. And at Oklahoma, they ran the ball quite a bit. And State doesn't have, you know, what it's always kind of had in the past, right? State's always been a school that, you know, you had that bell cow running back going back to Michael Davis and Kevin Bowie and just on through the years, you know, Kiefer McGee and J.J. Johnson, Desenzo Miller and Jarius Norwood and Anthony Dixon. I can go on and on. I won't leave off Vic Ballard, though, my, my personal favorite of the group. 
They don't have that guy this year. You know, you, you bring back Jeffrey Pittman, who I thought, you know, had some moments last year. Kevon Lee never really showed you that much. Seth Davis is probably going to miss an extended amount of time this year with an injury, so you got to replace him. So Daniels and, and, Pitt and Gayton from day one are going to have opportunities, and they're both going to be here for the spring. Uh, so they have, they have a chance to, to nail down that starting, uh, position. And I think those receivers, Harrell and, and Bart Burnside and Craver, they all have opportunities to, to be big-time contributors year one. You know, we talked to Chad Bumpus a few weeks ago, and we couldn't talk about Burnside on that time. at the time. It was on the previous signing day. But, you know, he made it very clear that with Craver and, and with Harrell that they were going to have an opportunity to come in in the spring and get right after it and have a chance to play a, a good bit this first year. So I'm calling this the year zero class uh, for Coach Levy because, you know, he came in – he took the job, what, three weeks from signing day and had to put together, you know, had to do, put everything together as best he could while putting together his staff. 2025 will be the first real recruiting class, uh, for Jeff Levy. And, you know, the early returns are pretty promising there. You got a good quarterback already committed. You got a couple of defensive players from out of state. You, you are the heavy favorite right now for the number one player in the state and one of the top players in the country in Caleb Cunningham, the receiver out of Choctaw County. And it feels like you made some pretty good inroads around the state early. If you if you if you follow those guys on Twitter, you follow Lebby, Coach Hutzler, uh, and others. They've been around the state to different high schools, uh, visiting and meeting the coaching staffs and meeting the players, and getting out there and and, and you're trying to build those relationships as quickly as possible. So, only uh, what. Uh, ten months in the way until the next signing day. So we have plenty of recruiting drama between now and then. I'm I'm sure of that. All right, we'll we'll wrap it up when we come back. This is Thunder and Lightning Live, brought to you by Visit Vicksburg here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Let's wrap things up here on a Wednesday evening before I head over to Humphrey Coliseum. It's Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. We're brought to you by Visit Vicksburg. This weekend in Vicksburg, starting at 4 p.m., the 22nd annual Mardi Gras Parade. It is Mardi Gras weekend. Tuesday is Mardi Gras, and then uh, Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day, sort of uh, coinciding there on the 14th. So Saturday, February 10th, 4 o'clock, parade starts at Washington and Belmont, travels north on Washington towards Jackson Street. Come join everyone for a fun-filled event for the whole family. Also, the inaugural, inaugural, I'll say that word right, inaugural, Laces for Love 5 and 10K, presented by the Junior Auxiliary of Vicksburg in downtown Vicksburg, also this Saturday. That's a fundraiser. It's going to benefit the children of Warren County by helping the Junior Auxiliary raise funds to continue various projects throughout the county. For more information on this and everything else going on in the great city of Vicksburg, visit, visit, visit Vicksburg.com. Double visit there. Got to be careful. Uh, 
Yeah, as soon as uh, we wrap up here, I'll uh, jump in the car and head over to the Humphrey Coliseum for Mississippi State, Georgia. Just got word via Twitter from my friend Justin Fromer from uh, 24-7 Sports that Keyshawn Murphy is dressed tonight and warming up, so I would expect him to play, and that's good news for Mississippi State for a shorthanded team there, especially in the front court. They need Murphy to be able to come in there and give them some valuable minutes. He was playing really well before all this nonsense began uh, with, with someone getting into his ear and saying he did, he needed to to make this statement. I, I don't quite understand what, what the thought process was there, but it's at least the, the, the common sense has prevailed for him. And now as a result, he's going to have an opportunity to play a good deal. I would expect him to, to make a contribution tonight. I, I would be very surprised if he's dressed out and doesn't play. I'll put it that way. So, uh, 8 o'clock tip on the SEC network for Mississippi State and uh, and Georgia. Dwayne and Brandon, with Kellum gone, who's the next power hitter? I assume you mean Kellum Clark. I mean, it's going to be uh, the same two it was last year, Dakota Jordan and Hunter Hines. You know, those, those will be the big bats uh, for State in that lineup. We'll talk some more baseball uh, tomorrow on the Thunder and Lightning podcast. Teddy Cahill of Baseball America joined, uh, joined me uh, for today's podcast for tomorrow's podcast, so that interview will be out there. I'll just go ahead and let you know, a little spoiler alert, if you saw it on Twitter, you may you may already know this. Baseball America and Teddy have State picked dead last in the SEC West, and I'll just let you know, if that prediction holds up, in May we're going to be talking about a new head coach at Mississippi State. They had Ole Miss sixth. I would tell you that the same thing might be true about the Rebels as well. You know, when you think about Bianco and how close they were to pulling the trigger, I think, before they got into the tournament and then made that great run to win the national title, you know. And then last year he falls up. He you know, finished last in the SEC. If the two Mississippi schools are sixth and seventh in the West, we might we might have some interesting times here in May uh, when we get there. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what to think about baseball yet. I, I, I don't feel confident, but I know the talent is there. So it's it's going to be on Lamonis and Parker to, to extract the most most of uh, uh, talent. We had Parker on Coach Parker on this last week, and I thought you know he made a lot of a lot of sense with what he said. He, he made a lot of good points. Um, so we'll see. We'll see we'll see where it goes. So, but it's still basketball season here uh, at the Hump, and I'm looking forward to it. it. Should be a pretty good crowd. You know, my buddy Charlie Winfield. He's giving away tickets here. If you follow him on Twitter at Charlie Winfield, he's got some uh, some lower level seats to give away. So if you uh, if you are in the Starkville area and you think you can make it to the hump in the next hour, take them up on that. Get the get into the uh, the game and enjoy yourself. Uh, really good atmosphere these past few games at the hump. Um, uh, kudos to Zach Selman. He, he's made a, a few uh, changes and, and tweaks the lineup with the marketing department there to make this a a much more exciting and, and more modern college basketball uh, kind of environment. So I'm looking forward to being there tonight uh, to see the Bulldogs take on. Bulldogs. So, see how it goes. Is the pitching there? Well, that's the question, isn't it, Bubba? That that is the question. I don't know the answer to that one, man. If I did, I would tell you. I would tell you. So, big basketball game tonight. Big, big. These next three games for state, they need to be three and zero. Oh. If they're not, I'll say this: they can lose tonight. They could lose tonight. And still be okay. The next two, though, Missouri and, and Arkansas can't lose those games. Cannot lose those games. Those, those, and especially yeah, Arkansas at home. You can't. You can't. You just can't do it. You can't do it. And st- with that Southern loss, and hope to to still be a contender for the NCAA tournament. You know, this team is definitely from from a, per, a perception of my own predictions. 
that makes sense. Uh, been, been disappointing. I thought they were going to compete for the SEC championship. They have not done that at all. They will not be doing that this year. Um, I thought, you know, at the time when I made that prediction, I thought Andrew Taylor was going to be a vital piece to this lineup. He has, he, he's no longer on the team. Didn't contribute at all. And uh, I didn't, you know, it just hasn't worked out that way. But the goal of being in the NCAA tournament is still there, still very much attainable. But it starts tonight with a win for the Bulldogs, so they got to get that. All right, guys, check out the Thunder and Lightning podcast. Subscribe to it. Rate, review, all that good stuff. And I'll be back tomorrow on Sports Talk Mississippi with Richard Cross and with Michael Borky. For Rhino and Studio X, I'm Brian Haydad. Thank you for tuning in to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.